fair combination i feel like mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i too am i don't know if i'm exhausted i'm a little just uh sluggish today and i did a whole lot yesterday and so i've been trying to do not so much today but i'm just i don't know for some reason i'm like i have like the one thing i really need to do is cook for the week and I cannot bring myself to the kitchen or at least I have not yet been able to bring myself to the kitchen so um yeah yeah I've been very like me and my kitchen are usually like very close Mm -hmm. and this past week um no I've eaten out a lot not like crazy but Mm -hmm. still like not my usual kind of food so Mm -hmm. you know so it's been like a crazy like week like the previous week was super stressful I kind of doubled down on like relaxing this week and literally took Saturday and Sunday off which I don't know if off would be Mm -hmm. an exact word for what I did Mm -hmm. since I was babysitting this weekend so yeah we didn't do I didn't work do real estate work yeah Yeah. yes so so that was fun but I am tired like I literally sat in my car like when like yeah when you call me like I had been home for a little while I literally could not get out of my car I was so tired Uh, I was like was sitting there I hate when that happens but yeah no I feel like that all of the time I feel especially coming home from work I think I always have to decompress in the car for at least a few minutes um for me, sometimes it's just, even if it's been a normal day, it's just the drive home now that traffic is back. Um, it's just the drive. It's just, I just need to sit here for a second, collect my, collect myself before I keep moving. Yeah, and that's the thing, because, like, I've been driving since, like, gosh, when do we start? I mean, so much, like, all, you know, mm-hmm. going here and there and everywhere. So I'm just, like, I'm tired of the freeway. I'm tired of yeah I'm just tired it was just a whole lot so mm-hmm. yeah but I got my steps in like I'm still not to 10,000 yet but I'm over 8,500 so oh um, you're right there that's just a quick yeah uh, Friday I did 1,100 nice. and uh, um 1,100 yeah oh no 11,000 okay I was Jesus. gonna say like that's like you didn't go anywhere <laughs> yeah 11,000 sorry awesome. about that um, yeah, yeah. but yeah I was like okay okay so, yeah. very good mm-hmm. huh. um, by the way um, I'm Andrea I'm Kristen and this is Wait Tell Me Everything the podcast where we just start talking about nothing and then continue <laughs> that on for another hour and a half yeah we continue the theme we're, we're, if nothing else we are on theme yeah, and if you're if that's something you're into, then by well, all means, mm-hmm. welcome. Joy, welcome, join us. Thanks mm-hmm. for being here. <laughs> yeah. 
well, um, are we, should we should we plunge into newsworthy? Yes, plunge away. I'm plunging. Okay. Um, oh shoot! Just hit the button, and here we go. All right. So there's a lot of like little bits of news that. I, I had trouble kind of zeroing in on a story and I just decided, you know what, let's just talk about the big news from this week and sort of the um, adjacent news stories um, that have come out since. Um, mm-hmm. So this is from CNN.com, uh, dateline April 25th, and the byline is Nikel Terry Ellis and Christina Correga. The headline is Derek Chauvin's conviction is progress, but not true justice for people of color facing police violence, activists say. So obviously this was the big news this week. Uh, While the family of George Floyd supporters and civil rights activists celebrated a Minneapolis jury's decision to convict Derek Chauvin of murder and manslaughter, they insist it's only a small step towards progress in an unjust policing system. The announcement of the guilty verdict has renewed calls for police reform, placing increasing pressure on Congress to pass the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act and for police agencies to reexamine the use of force policies. What in the world? What? Oh, you didn't hear that? No, I didn't hear anything. This is in my earphones then. I'm sorry. I was like, have one of my stories up and it like, you know, those commercials pop up. So, sorry. Oh, okay. No, I didn't hear it. God. Okay, good. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So, um, so I was, I don't, I don't know. You, I think we talked a little bit earlier this, when, when the verdict came out this week. Um, I was um, at work, I think, um, as lots of people were, it was kind of the middle of the day um, when the, um, when the announcement that the verdict was going to be made um, that the jury was coming back or whatever. And so we like all sat, me and my coworkers all sat in the office and just like kind of waited for it to come on um, while we did some things at our desk or whatever. And then finally um, we listened together as the, as the verdicts were read. And I was really like, I was so like, I don't know. I, I, the, the, the waiting for it was kind of the anticipation of it was, making my, my heart race, you know? Yeah. And then, um, and I don't, like, I wasn't surprised that I burst into tears, but I, like, literally burst into tears. <laughs> like, um. it was a very, like, I, and I think I described it as just feeling stunned because, and then realizing in the moment, like, as I was crying, that, um, I could feel like the like all the tension like in my body begin to like release like one set of muscles after another, you know? Um, and I it's like that realization that I was really sincerely bracing myself, physically bracing myself for the wrong verdict. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and so, you know, so like obviously like the tears were about, I think, a million things, you know. <laughs> um and that and that was part of it that just sort of like I, I I really like I was like I can't believe it like I did not I was very much expecting it to be wrong because it's been wrong so many times um 
before. And so there was like a, a sense of relief, a sense of shock, and also, yeah, just disbelief overall. And then um, it just took such a long time to kind of like come out from under underwater, so to speak, underneath all those feelings and break into the surface of like feeling like some level of, um, you know, just happiness or like, you know, like celebration for the fact that it was right. You know, like it just, it was such a journey of like emotions <laughs> to get to what yeah. was the obvious response, which was like gratefulness and thank God. And you know what I mean? Um where you know you said you were at work right you were showing a home yeah like literally like we okay like I said that was that day like I had that bad allergic reaction I've mm -hmm. been doing all this walking and literally my right eye was shut but I had to like work so Nasia was driving me around like my and the kids too like they were along uh -huh. too and like oh we love showing houses like they love this <laughs> and so it's like you know it's like all they know now so um we um she was driving me around like yeah I was literally and we you know we're like oh we're waiting we're waiting we're waiting and kind of like I'm like you know what I'm not I can't concentrate on this because first of all I'm in pain and second of all like I have no expectations for mm. things to you know whatever like mm -hmm. this you know this is my life as you know in a black American like my entire life this is what what it is mm -hmm. and so um yeah, I was literally inside, went in to like show a house, was in there like maybe 10 minutes mm -hmm. and it happened. And the Sia didn't tell me because she was on the phone when I got back in the car. And then I heard her telling her mom, I think like, oh yeah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, then I'm getting, I see like I got all these texts from you and I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, wow, like good. Like that's what should have happened. Right. Um, as opposed to like, you know, our was that ninety two? Rodney King was ninety two. Right. Like when that mm -hmm. was we had, you know, video of that as well, but somehow we couldn't believe our lion eyes. Yeah. So um this case again, you know, some thirty years later mm -hmm. and here we are. So like, yay, we don't know what the sentence is gonna be. Right. Um, but um at least, you know, this part. But, like, it was so short-lived because right thereafter, like, a young girl is killed by the police. Yeah, and so I'm going to get into that because it was short-lived and that's just the it's the irony of how, how short-lived it was is right. really, um, gosh. I'm like, that's about right. That's, yeah, unfortunately. So... Um, going back to the article, people of color activists say are still being profiled, brutalized, and killed by police officers every day. Some some were fatally shot by police, even as the Chauvin trial went on, including teenager Adam Toledo, and then um, as the verdicts were being read, Makia Bryant in Columbus. Um, another 20-year-old, Dante Wright, which we've also talked about, was killed in Minneapolis suburb just 10 miles from where Floyd died nearly a year ago. And then on Wednesday, this just this I just story I just saw today out of uh, North Carolina, uh, Andrew Brown Jr., 40 years old, was fatally shot by police serving a search warrant in the North Carolina city of Elizabeth City. Um, and all of, and so in um, Adam Toledo's case, you have the video um, of him. 
uh, running from the officers. Um, he's has a gun in his hand, but he's running away. Um, and then he like goes to like this fenced in area. Like it's kind of like a fence that's got like a part of the fence is missing. And he gets there and he tosses the gun. He puts his hands in the air and turns with his hands in the air. And as he's turned at, well, when he turns to face the officer, um, the officer shoots him anyway. Um, it all happens really, really fast. But again, it's just, you know, in Makia Bryant's case, um, there's, they also released, the, they released the body cam video almost like within hours of the incident. Um, and there's been a lot of talk about this particular video because of the circumstances. Um, it's the, what took place was Makia Bryant was in, an altercation with some other girl. She's 15 years old. Um, and she is the one who called 911 um, for help. I guess by the time the officers get there, she's gotten the upper hand, so to speak, and she has the weapon, the knife in her hand. Um, mm -hmm. And again, things happen really quickly in this video. Um, and the officer shoots her as she's lunging in the direction of one of the other girls in, in the case. Um, you know, one of the things that I think is really poignant with regard to this is, you know, people kind of like falling on the side of the officer on this one. And mm -hmm. I just, you know, I think the, the most compelling argument that I've heard is truly from all the people that I know in education, you know, having been in education for 14 years and the number, like the hundreds of fights that get broken up in high yeah. schools. Middle in school, middle, there middle was school. a security guard who was not a police officer who stopped mm -hmm. a girl with a knife. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you're dealing with teenagers um, who are highly emotional, um, mm -hmm. you know, highly impulsive and mm -hmm. who are often in very, you know, like varied levels of stress and strain for whatever kind of home situation that they're mm -hmm. dealing with or whatever. And so, yeah, like you, there are, like you said, security guards, caseworkers, um, social workers or whatever, who across the country in various adolescent settings um, somehow managed to keep children safe um, when these sorts of knife fights or, you know, assaults or whatever, like potential assaults go down um, without shooting anyone to do it. And I, again, it's just mm -hmm. the, po the point is drawing attention to the fact that the, uh, the gun can't like be the first solution, you know, and just like in Dante Wright's case where he gets pulled over for an air freshener in his rearview mirror um and then it turns out he has a warrant so they go to arrest him and he tries to flee um this idea that the officer set, thought she was reaching for her taser but pulled out her gun which again has been disputed um by other officers like over the course of the last couple of weeks like the difference between the weight of your taser and the weight of a gun, the side that you carry your gun on and the side that you carry your taser on, like all, like just the fact that like, if you can't tell the difference or you either, no, like you should not have, you should not carry either if you can't know the difference between the two. Um, 
And, right. you know, and, and my thing get, is like they've successfully apprehended people who had assault rifles. That so too. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and so again, like in both these cases, you know, you see, you know, I think, you know, like it would have made sense to me in Makia Bryan's case to use a taser on her, right? Like you, he has a weapon. She's mm-hmm. not, you know, she's threatening, at least it looks as though she's threatening to use it towards somebody else, you know, another person on the scene or whatever. Like, why didn't they tase her? Like, why is the gun the first solution? And -hmm. you shoot a 15-year-old dead and then, like, have, like, all these millions of justifications around it. That's the part that's just crazy, you know? So, um, so anyhow, the article goes on to say, the deaths have fueled more protests across the country, signaling that the, signaling that the racial reckoning sparked by Floyd's death is far from over. Civil rights leaders say the outcome of the Chauvin trial was historic, but vowed to continue their fight to end police violence in black and brown communities. They also say they must continue advocating for the growing list of families that still await justice after losing their loved one at the hands of police. Um, Rashad Robinson, who's president of Color of Change, said this trial is police accountability. And I think accountability is important. But 12 jurors can't actually deliver justice for black people. It's going to take millions of people working to undo the incentive structures that allow for violent policing to continue. Um, And again, I think that's really the point is that there's so much work to be done. So much like just restructuring and um, and taking a really good hard look at what policing in America looks like, where it came from, um, why, so where it came from f- for the sake of why it looks the way that it does, and then beginning to fix it from that perspective, because people don't want to deal with the fact that um, law enforcement, as we know it, uh, really developed out of... Uh, you know, these uh, posses of men put together to, um, you know, mm-hmm. bring, bring in runaway, quote unquote, runaway slaves and um, and right. inf- enforce, you know, Jim Crow, you know, laws like across um, the South and all the many ways. In yeah. Which- when you think about like the South, like many of those men who carried badges during the day wore hoods at night. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, and there really was very little uh, distinction made between Mm -hmm. the the daytime work and the nighttime work. It was right. It was all, Mm -hmm. you know, it Mm -hmm. was just so it's people need to we as a country um, need to really, you know, deal with that and um, Mm -hmm. and face that reality and then say, okay, well, what is the role of or what should the role of law enforcement be mm-hmm. and if and if that's the the role that we define it then restructure it to fit that definition rather than continuing to try to fit the current um way that it's done um into what we want it to be that's um, hard when you have do you see what madam g just um said recently i mean like today who lindsey graham madam g lady g <laughs> Lady G. No, like what that's Lindsay... what the escorts say that he want, likes to be called. That Are was like a whole serious? thing. Serious, I can't. Yes, girl. Okay. I can't. What did he say? He said that systematic racism is not a thing that exists. 
and points to Barack Obama becoming president and Kamala Harris being the VP. Um, the whole police brutality thing, sure, there's a, some bad apples, but America is not a racist country. Right. And I mean, that is definitely that attitude and that idea is obviously mm -hmm. what we are up against. Uh, those are basically the two sides of it is people saying like pointing to all these very obvious things that say there's something desperately wrong if we are weakly being able to point to stories of people being killed in the streets who are either unarmed or not a threat or, you know, and they all just happen to be black, um, mm -hmm. you know, so to pointing to that and saying like, there's clearly a problem and it's, mm -hmm. it's baked into the system. Um, and then people like Lindsey Graham and others who feel the same way say, no, that's not, you know, like there are, there's a million explanations and storylines and narratives to explain away all these mm -hmm. different cases, you know? So it's, you know, it's a mess. Mm -hmm. So um, the article goes on to say Floyd's family and their attorneys on Tuesday expressed relief that Chauvin was convicted of unintentional second degree murder, third degree murder and second degree manslaughter. But in the same speech, they urged federal lawmakers to pass the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act so that police can be held accountable and more families don't face the same grief they have suffered for the last year. The bill would overhaul qualified immunity laws for law enforcement, ban racial and religious profiling by law enforcement, prohibit no-knock warrants in federal drug cases, and establish a national registry of police misconduct maintained by the Department of Justice. It would also ban chokeholds at the federal level and make them a civil rights violation. The act passed the House of Rep representatives in March, but remains held up in the Senate. Um, this is a quote from Brandon Williams, who's George Floyd's nephew. He said during a news conference after the verdict, uh, we need change in this broken system. It was built to oppress us. It was built against us. Oftentimes we see people who are supposed to protect and serve and they do the total opposite. Uh, Chris Stewart, mm -hmm. who's the attorney for Floyd, the Floyd family, said during the news conference that the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act was a, quote, beautifully written bill that would protect communities from over-policing. He said, the main question is, will we let politics divide us, unify and get this bill passed and save people so you don't have to board up your own cities for situations like this? Um so the article goes on for a while, just about uh, various different um, aspects of all of it. But that's basically, I feel like the, the, for me at least, like the bulk of the news has been surrounding both the conviction of Derek Chauvin on all three counts. And, um, and again, the relief that that brought in terms of just, you know, justice, uh, or at least, you know, again, the, the semantics of justice versus accountability, but um, accountability being served, um, this a sense of the, the beginning, at least, of, of justice being done here, but completely muted, I think, very much by the, the killing of Makia Bryant, um, mm -hmm. the killing of Andrew Brown in North Carolina, um, with the backdrop of Adam Toledo having been killed, 
um, from a couple of weeks prior. Um, so all of these, the context in which the George Floyd, um, George Floyd's murder was, um, you know, vindicated, so to speak, um, just begs, you know, <laughs> for more, for more action, for more change. Um, it's been a really, you know, just, a, I think, a, a continued complicated set of emotions um, with regard to uh, police brutality against um, black and brown bodies in this country and, um, and how, how, we, how we can move forward in a way that feels like we're actually, like things are actually changing rather than this just being the one exception um, to what has been the rule. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, so that's my only story today. There's a lot of other things that were taking place. Um, uh, the, you know, Joe Biden's coming up on his uh, 100 days in office. Um, oh, so he also mentioned, talked about that too. Who, Joe? <laughs> no, um, Lady G, Lindsey Graham. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did he, he say about that? He <laughs> said that um, his 100 days have been destabilizing. Oh, I don't know well, what that- country he's been in the last 100 days. <laughs> because for me, it seems like he's right the ship. Like, I don't, I'm not in co- a constant state of panic every day. And things have uh-huh. kind of, you know, without, you know, outside of, you know, what we just discussed, things are pretty much like back to the normal state of awful. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah. feel like. Yeah. I feel like I don't think about what the president is doing every day, and that's exactly how it should be. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing and saying wrong or what horrible like thing he's spewing out into the universe uh, via Twitter. Um, like I don't think about oh, that at all. I'm gonna mention that too because okay. you know now that he's banned from like every like he doesn't have like the press secretary he's banned from every social media thing he now like sends off these like memos have you seen these no who is he sending Donald memos Trump. to who though who's getting he like memos? just like he just like sends it out and like media people like pick it up you know like it's like a press release but why it is he says the... it says like from the office of Donald Trump like I could like I could do that. I could be like from the office of Andrea. You yeah, know, like, you had <laughs> you had um a press person who like handles your press releases. Yeah, if we hire like you know that store we know who does PR, then yes, yeah, we could absolutely do that. Mm-hmm. Be like from the offices of wait, tell me everything. But here's the thing, yeah. like they should ignore ours and his at the same level. <laughs> Like once it gets, you know, like whoever delivers it to the media, like they should Mm -hmm. treat his with the same level of (laughs) importance as ours. I feel like ours should actually be more important. (laughs) Yeah, no, I'm not mad at that. I feel that people should care more about what we have to say (laughs) than what he has to say. No. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, girl. So I was uh, gonna mention that because there's a whole thing in here. Well, I'll just mention it now because it's kind of more news than like, um, wait, tell me everything. But okay. you know, because it kind of goes with what you're saying. So you know, um, what's his name? Um, the basketball player who is very. Oh, I wrote this down. LeBron James. LeBron James. 
Yeah, he's so, very vocal. Yeah, said something about like you know the police shootings, the mm-hmm. last of the girl, mm-hmm. and Donald Trump like sent out this missive um, where he was unhappy about it, him saying anything. So where did it go? Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he calls out LeBron Le- um, LeBron James for his tweets about police brutality. He's just so mad that he can't tweet. So it says the office <laughs> of Donald J. Trump statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. And it says LeBron James should focus on basketball rather than presiding over the destruction of the NBA, which has just recorded the lowest television ratings by far in the long and distinguished history of the league. His racist rants are divisive. Um, nasty, insulting, and demeaning. He may be a great basketball player, but he is doing nothing to bring our country together. Um, oh, stop it. Right. So, yeah, girl, I was like, shut up. Just shut up. First of all, like, the whole, like, just play, ba- just play ball thing. I, mean, I hate that. It I hate that so much. Crazy. Like, I don't like some of the things that people say because sometimes it is reckless because of their platforms, you know, whatever. And people are impressionable and people aren't thinkers. But my thing is like you don't abdicate your United States citizenship just because you're a celebrity. Right. Like you can say whatever you want. Like I can I can take it or leave it. Right. Right. Like I'm like it's Mm-mm. so I don't only have to do one thing. But um, again, like to me, that that smarts so much. And, you know, we we had the same thing with oh, I can't remember who was it that actually said again with LeBron James. Who was it like? Was it? Um, I don't know. Like, people I don't know. Say that but it was him the all the time. Thing. Someone said it to Jamil Hill the other day because she hey, stick to sports writing, which you're actually you're not even good at that either. And so and I'm like, um. Right. What? She's be- first of all, you're following her. Right. And then she's obviously better at it than a lot of people because she gets paid to do it. So, and she's get- getting paid to do it by a lot of different people. So, over the years. Right. So, I was just like, shut up. So, it just drives me nuts. And my thing is, how about you shut up and figure out how you're going to pay off your campaign debts? Um, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, of- he's still raising money, so he knows how he's paying that. You know, he's like, literally, people are still giving money to him, which is yeah, crazy. Yeah, but someone like just like about to sue him for like unpaid, like two hundred thousand dollars worth of unpaid bills from the campaign. Good luck to them. Right, um, like, like like most people who are owed money by Donald Trump before he became president, they didn't get their money. You ain't gonna get your money either. So right. You better just you get, in line with the, get in that long line of people. Yeah, and that's your bad for providing him goods and services. Okay, so <laughs> yes, so um, yeah, yep. sucks for you. So viral box. So we're okay. gonna go to the ridiculous. I posted this on my personal Facebook this week because you know, like I said, this week has been like crazy. Last week was crazy, and mm-hmm. this brought me so much joy. Um, I had so many questions. Okay. It was just the craziest thing I had read all week, and I want to share that. So I think I talked to you about it too. Um, the couple in Florida, because of course, Florida, 
um, who decided that they their wedding at this luxury home estate oh. that they do not own. Shanita Jones and Courtney Wilson plan to tie the <laughs> knot at the $5.7 million estate owned by an heir to the IHOP restaurants. And wow. someone on my com- on my comments on the post was like, they're banned from every IHOP in America. <laughs> I was like, that is hilarious. That's so, nice. um, so yeah, so like part of it, like my reaction, the questions were like, huh, what, why y'all lying on Jesus? Um, what realtor showed y'all that house, you know, several times, you know, like, so I had so many questions. Okay. So this couple, um, went to this estate, like, you know, posed as buyers, um, okay. and visited the home several times in the weeks leading up to their wedding. So my first thing, again, the realtor hat is if it's a $5 million estate, you just can't walk up and arrange a showing for these homes. You have to show proof of funds that you are in a, you know, financial position to purchase it home. Um, So it's not like an open house. Like you can't just show up. Yeah, right? unless like, they're having an open house. And most of these homes, they don't have open houses. If they have right. like an open house, it's a realtor-only open house kind right. of situation. And again, they're so nice. I love them because it's like catered lunch and like wine. And sure. it's just amazing. So they're very nice. But yeah, like you just can't like show up at a house. I'm like, who's showing them this house? Not once. But, like, several times. And, like, I don't know if they, like, um, you know, they don't have the means, apparently, to purchase this home. So, mm-hmm. I'm, like, how are they, like, did they falsify? But, it's like, what happens? But I'm, like, you're, you know, you're kind of savvy enough to know that people, you know, whatever. So, I'm just, like, okay, first of all, who showed them this house several times? Okay, yeah. Is, like, a- my question. Okay. And then these people... um had a website created um sent out invitation telling people to come to the wilson estate um talking about you know come to their dream home um and they didn't even like you know like try they i think they at one point had asked him if they could um like rent it out for their Mm -hmm. wedding and he said no so um yeah so that was that so I'm trying to find the um hold on a second. Uh, um, so yeah, I'm so, so they said so, uh, yeah. what? Like I'm so so okay. So they go to see this house, like we're not sure exactly how they got in to see it to begin mm-hmm. with. So they get shown the home. And then they decide they they ask about renting it and they're told no. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so then they decide just to go ahead anyway and plan as though they are renting it. Yeah, because like it's like empty. Like it's like it's kind of I guess it's like vacant the house. So sure. what happened was the guy is staying on another house on the estate, but not like that main house. Okay. So who knows what happened? You know, maybe there was a divorce. He doesn't need that room. You know, blah blah blah. Okay. You know, like I'm just gonna stay like in this smaller house as opposed to the sprawling main house or whatever. So mm-hmm. they put up this girl elaborate like website like it's like the schedule 
registry, wedding photos, things to do. And it's like wedding. They have the date here, Saturday, April 17th um, at the Wilson's estate. And it lists um, that address and telling you know, people to RSVP. And then they have um, and is, is the Wilson reception. one of their names? Is the is Wilson? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's their estate. Um, no. So, yes. So then they have the reception from 7 p.m. to 2.30 a.m. Oh, you know, it's going to be estate. like that. Wow. Yeah. Like and they that. have formal. It is our honor to welcome you into our dream home and estate to share. And they keep capitalizing estate, which is bugging me. Anyway, to share this <laughs> special occasion with us celebrate our wedding night with you and look forward to a wonderful evening of celebration celebration exquisite feast and dancing at our royal extravaganza seating is open for your convenience <laughs> please sit wherever you feel comfortable in our home the home that does not belong to us wait no sunday brunch they have planned a sunday brunch no. for the following day that sunday from 12 to 4 um, again, we are honored to invite you back to our home for a wonderful Sunday brunch. Our guests will be served up, up delicacies from our renowned chef on our resort-style pool. Wait, there's while a be, chef? While being entertained by the sounds of a live <laughs> jazz band. No. Yeah, Wait. Girl. I uh-huh. have so many questions. That's okay. what I said. <laughs> yes. Okay. First of all, capital E estate. That's hilarious. Oh, but Royal there's like ex- random like things capitalized, <laughs> which drives me nuts. Like uh, jazz is like okay. I'm like whatever. Can we like, just say like if the the clue number one that you don't actually know what an estate is and thereby don't have an estate is that you think that estate should be capitalized. <laughs> And then Royal and like, why are you serving delicacies on your resort style pool? Maybe buy your resort style pool? No, um, on it, girl. It's gonna be no. on it. It's gonna be, it's on, gonna the be pool. on it. It's gonna be on the pool. And then the <sighs> chef, the chef and the live jazz band, like who we like you don't have these things right like you don't have it i don't know if they hired things because i guess people were um (sighs) coming up so um it didn't go as wilson and another person turned up on the morning of the ceremony to find the real owner home he called the police and reported telling him that it was god's message that they should hold their wedding on his property no Um, and like me and somebody else said God did not tell them that. Mm-hmm. No, he didn't tell y'all that. So lying they on God. literally put they literally put it on God. That was their mm-hmm. stop. Yeah, don't don't put that on God. He he didn't tell you that. Oh, he and, sure uh, didn't. And he's like, they keep harassing me. They they say they're having a wedding here, and it's God's message. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> All I want is for it to stop. And they're sitting at my property right at the front gate right now. Can so, we get the 911 tape? Like, I have to hear this. <laughs> oh, girl, I think it's, um, I have to hear this it's attached to call. this article. It's attached to the article on my um, okay, I am so on my page. To that. Yes, girl, yes, stop. And so he was like, um, what was it? He said, um, yeah, call the cops. They came, told them to leave and not come back. 
he didn't charge. He didn't press charges against them. You know, again, they just can't go to any more IHOPs. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And he said he didn't want to talk about it. They People, the newspaper tried to talk to the owner about it. He was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't, I don't want to talk about it. Because, like, um, it's ridiculous. You know that 911 operator had to have thought, like, it, this must be a prank call. Right? Like, you get a call yeah. from someone that's saying, like, there's people showing up saying that God told them to have their wedding at my house. Like, you know, the 911 operator is like, sir, uh, this line is for emergencies only. <laughs> like, please. You know, like, they have to be like, this can't. This has to be not like a teenager. Yeah. Oh and so, like, again, like, they thought it was a vacant house because I'm looking at some pictures that are on the MLS. And so it's like there's no furniture or anything. And like they just thought it was vacant house, didn't realize that he lived on a different property, uh, on the property in a different home. Right. And um, yeah, so they're like, he's they were probably shocked too. Because of course, like when they're showing, it's like the owners aren't there. No. Um, usually they, you know, I'm sure he's doing something, going around being a rich man. And, you know, mm-hmm. he has, you know, whatever rich people do, like go and go talk to his horses or you yeah. know, go around, you know, spinning Monopoly. Who knows what they do? Like, you know, you know. Sitting, stacking era. gold coins to make an auto. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> things that Scrooge McDuck would do. Um, that's what he's doing. So, oh my God, I have listened to Trashy, tell me about Trashy Divorces, that um, uh-huh. podcast. So yeah. they're doing, um, one of the people is Barbara Hutton, who is always someone who's like, you know, I love like those heiresses, like their stories. Like she's like kind of like one of the like poor little rich girls uh-huh. who was uh, heir to like her father was the brother of E.F. Hutton right. and worked for his company. Sure. And her mother was the daughter of the owner of Woolworth. The, okay. Her mother was the daughter of the owner of Woolworth. So her, the owner of Woolworth is her grandfather. Right. Her grandmother. Okay, got it. Grandfather. Mm-hmm. Grandfather, okay. So she got money. Her mother died when she was like five. So she got like all like $20 million. Like this was like, you know, back in the day. Right. From her mother. And then when her father died, I think it was an extra like, like it doubled or something. You know. Yeah. Oh, so she had such problems. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, like, go ahead and doing what rich people did. So, yeah, so these people are, like, all on their website. So, apparently, they met in high school uh, and kind of got back in touch during the pandemic. Uh-huh. Um, and, yeah, got engaged and all that. And, you know, they seem like they're not crazy. The pictures, they don't look like crazy people. They okay. just look like regular people, but clearly... They are not. So um, I, too, believe that God can do a lot of things. But <laughs> many, many, many. He can do everything, but he's not going to tell me to go have something at somebody's that's not mine. Right. He's not going to tell me that. Like, he's not going to give you somebody's husband. He's nope. not going to give you somebody's house. Nope. Like, <laughs> just nope. because you want it. No, nope. just because you yeah. feel like it. It's like a nice place for a wedding. Wow. So that's fascinating. I mean, even with the um, the owner removed, so like say that it was that wasn't the case and the owner was not on the property all the time or like adjacent to the property. Like, you're how still trespassing. They, 
You're still trespassing, and also like, well, how are you going to gain how access? How they get access? To it? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. They were going to figure it out because clearly maybe he like, brought cousin Pookie with him, who was because he said there was him and one other person. Maybe cousin Pookie who can pick locks. I don't know oh, what they yeah. thought they were going to do, but it did not seem like a well. Wasn't it wasn't really thought out. Wasn't really thought mm-hmm. out. But really. I mean, but some things were very thought out, like this website. Like I can't believe that they oh did my all gosh. that. So yeah, wow. girls. So that was the viral thing that brought me oh so much joy gosh. this week because I had again, so yeah. many crazy. It was a royal extravaganza. <laughs> Um, exquisite food mm. and a wonderful jazz band by their resort style pool. Everybody missed it. Everybody missed it. Um, Everybody did because that was never going to happen. Never going to happen. How do you even like, <laughs> how do you, so you do all this, you, it's clearly like a total flop. And then like, how do you move on from this? Like, but all how do their friends, friends? How do their friends, friends not know them? Because I feel like if they like this, I feel that there are several people in my life that oh, will be like Kristen. Yeah. No. I would not let you put together a website for the fantasy wedding <laughs> that was uh, not really in a place that you actually had access to. Um, but. <laughs> I also trust that you wouldn't make that plan to begin with. Um, I I'm still like I, I am so I'm so like like yeah like how do you move forward? Like I just don't understand. So like clearly they did not get so like have they have they spoke like have they been interviewed like post this like do they I haven't they... looked at anything past this that's the only story that oh, I've looked my God. at but at the end of this they're like they did get a marriage license. But they're not sure that they've gotten married after this, if they've had a wedding or gotten married after this. I know what if I had gotten my formal attire together to come to this um, soiree right. and then to find out it was all an elaborate ruse, um, I'll be taking my <laughs> crock pot back and to oh, the store. Yes, yes. You will not be getting your crock pot or your air fryer, I guess now is the thing you will not be getting it sorry no no air fryer for you no air fryer for you no customized you know towels taking my stuff no i'm like gonna find somebody else with last name wilson yeah uh, to give the w towels to yeah um yeah so okay girl so yes that oh wow Mm -hmm. wow wow Webzy. Yeah, wow, wow, okay, I haven't heard that. That was an old biggity. Wow, wow, <laughs> let's see. Um, so another thing, we talked about this briefly last time, LeVar Burton and um, guess, uh, you know, becoming the host of Jeopardy. Yes, yes. Well, he has not been tapped officially, but he has been tapped to be one of the guest hosts. Yes, I saw um, that. that. They've had. So I was like, yay, and let's hope, you know, that he does. Of course, he's going to do an amazing job. And mm-hmm. that the good folks over at the Jeopardy, um, at the Jeopardy, at the Jeopardy, um, go on and make that happen. I need uh, them to make that happen. I told you about the um, he on Blavity. They had him on reading one of his books, his children's mm-hmm. books. Something about a rhino. I forget the name. The rhinos is the rhinos in the title. It's a lovely little book about um, overcoming 
um, difficulties, like, you mm-hmm. know, and so um, it's a children's book that he wrote. So it was LeVar reading the book. And then at the end, he did like did kind of like a question and answer thing. And, um, and somebody like online, you know, someone asked like him to, I guess, like, uh, I don't know if they asked him to sing the song or whatever, but somehow it doesn't matter. LeVar Burton ended up singing the Reading Rainbow mm. song. And I was nearly like in tears. <laughs> I was like, I love you so much. And this, it was just so like all the feelings. I was like, yes, yes. You are like, oh my gosh, the Reading Rainbow song, girl. I couldn't. I still can't. It was too mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. <sighs> you okay. can go anywhere. Take a look. It's in a book. The Reading Rainbow. Okay, sorry. No, I, I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> okay, so... um. What is the the next thing? I know you don't watch the show, but I love the show because, like I said, they are just so creative. The RuPaul's Drag Race, and it just the season just ended, and mm-hmm. there was a person, one who was like just black boy joy, black girl magic, like all together, like. He was oh. amazing. So I'm like, just the looks were like amazing. He had this gown that was like um, a Black Lives Matter thing gown. And it was like all white. And it had like, you t- he turned around and it had um, say their name on um, the hat part, the fascinator. And then like, just like bullet holes, like red bullet holes in the back. Oh, so God. Yeah. Dramatic. It was very dramatic, but like it was just so like I was like, oh my god, it was just amazing. So he was very black. So I was like, that was amazing. So I'm glad he won. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like all of his looks were like so like very like he wore like the you know you know like the um I'm trying to think of that um Baps movie like the elaborate hair like yeah. he had like a Baps outfit, but then like his um, promo look had like these like circles and it kind of had like the you know the door knocker like earrings kind of like in the circles right. like it was just like you know he made wow. a gown out of like braid hair like human hair like that you know we use for braids like he sure. a whole dress like made out of that so it was like very like <laughs> black and I was, was like very black oh, oh and then like they had a train like theme and girl he wore like a jumpsuit and a do rag that had that turned into a train. I was like, I can see Rihanna wearing that. Wait, like, wait, it was just, wait, wait, yes, wait, wait. A do rag that turned into a train, like off of like a dress. No, it was the do rag. He had on a jumpsuit. I have to send it to you because I ain't never seen nothing like that. No one had ever seen anything like that. So you know, like how a do rag is like a do rag. Yeah. So like. If the bottom, you know how like the bottom goes down, like maybe sure. to your neck or something. It sure. went all the way down like a train. Okay. Yeah, he was very black. <laughs> yes, and people are like, no, he did not. The train to direct. So I was like, thank you for bringing the culture to Drag Race because ain't nobody seen that blackness no. ever on that show. So I was like, that was awesome. 
Okay. And the final thing, this is going to totally like be a bummer again. Like, so all of us people who went to high school and college in the 90s, like I said earlier, we're not okay. We're Um, not okay. It's another week of (sighs) us. Like, it seems like every time we, um, like, come on, I'm saying something about a person who was like it or, you know, had like hits or whatever, our contemporaries who have passed away. So in the past, you know, DMX, they just laid him to rest Mm -hmm. um, this Saturday, this past Saturday. And and since that time, two weeks since we recorded, um, Black Rob has passed away, who was like bad boy. Um, whoa, like, yeah, whoa was like, I know he did other things, but like, that was like the huge mm-hmm. hit. Um, and then even more recently, like, I guess not too, like, around the same time, um, Shock G of Digital Underground, yeah, also passed away. And like, I think that just happened, too. And yep. Shock G was 57, yeah, 57. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just like. It's oh my god. Yeah. Shock G like hit me. I mean, I don't know if it was just because it was on the heels of DMX and it just all feels like too much. But like I was really like, this has to not be true. Like I thought like it's gonna be one of those like, oh, report said, but it turns out he's actually fine or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just like, no, 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 no. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that this can't be no. Like, and it, and the, I still, I haven't seen, I haven't looked for it either, but like initially there was nothing. It was just found dead in a um, hotel room. I want to say in Florida. No, I want to say it was Tampa. Tampa. Okay. And so, um, so there were no details around like how or what, you know? They said like, no, like they don't think it was foul play but um yeah yeah so that was just like it was it was so bizarre I was like no way like that is yeah I mean I when I posted about it like right as it as I found out I was just like literally like the soundtrack of my senior year is all Mm -hmm. just like digital underground like all like you know like the guy that I was dating senior year was like like obsessed with digital underground so like everything we did everywhere we went like it was a constant like the soundtrack to our my it was my senior year he was a junior you know so I was just like I I just could not I was just like I can't believe that like what in the world 57 that is so young um Mm -hmm. yeah and then like you said on the heels of Black Rob and DMX and I just, it's too much. And it's also the anniversary of uh, Prince's death, um, mm-hmm. yeah. which I, which was also, like, I think the first, like, huge, like, thing that happened. Um, well, Michael Jackson and then Prince. But, um, yeah. you know, so I was just kind of like, oh, these are all too many feelings all at once. I can't really, I can't process. It's, yeah. So I did, like, yesterday while I, was doing my hair I like put together a whole like digital underground playlist um and so many so like I was just like you know like you always think of like the like main ones like you know the Humpty Dance or whatever but like there's so many 
really like mm-hmm. great songs like all around the world and um you know the packet man and you know just like uh you know freaks of the industry like just you know like all these like I was just like oh my gosh so much like there wasn't you know like there's the ones that you think of right off the bat and there's just like a bunch of like little songs too that like weren't as big hits but they're still like really good um just that elastic funk the like tapping back into George Clinton and like uh it's it's a big loss I'm oh. really sad so I'm sorry tangent anyway no, no, that's fine. I was like, you know, Shakti, like, I love Digital Underground. They were like just that fun band. I'm just going to go back. And, um, and like I said, he gave me the greatest gift of all. Oh, that's true. Which is introducing the world to Tupac. Yep. Because he so, was on that first release, that initial single. He right? used to, like, literally, like, be like a background dancer for digital underground on tour like that's how he started and that's then like, crazy. he um produced his first album Tupacalypse Now mm-hmm. and then when you know the song that kind of blew him up was I Get Around like Brenda yeah. Had a Baby was like you know got popular but the real big one was I Get Around and so for he sure. was you know featured and like you know worked on that so yeah so I was like there would be no Tupac which is like my favorite that was my first like yeah like hip-hop loss but um yeah but I was like we were young and that was like a thing that was going on then but now it's like it's like we're older and I know like we're older but we're not that old no I mean these people are dying young DMX was young Shock G was young like and it's partly like how they lived true you know what I mean and yeah yeah I mean it's obviously being in the entertainment industry having a certain lifestyle that goes alongside that like that has a level of wear and tear that most of us don't um have you know so that's a a a part of it for sure um but it still feels like I don't know it just feels so unexpected yeah just too soon too soon too soon soon. way too soon yeah we're you know we're too young for all that and I used to you know I used to always say like because like when I see like people my my parents people like they like died I was like oh my god like I can't imagine like how we would act if like Michael like Michael Jackson died so the fact that we've already had that happen I'm just like Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. No. No. Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah, we've had lots of, like I said, we've named most of them, but like. Yeah. Mike Douglas and Prince and like, like, like I said, Prince was like a huge loss, but I was like, my father was dying when, during the time that Prince died. So I really could not like <laughs> focus there was a in lot on going that. On. Right. There was already like a lot going on during that time, but I was just like, again, like it was just so like unbelievable I was like okay I've already feel like I'm in like this very surreal like space right now right. like I can't believe like th- what's going on right now but I was like Prince died like what no right. Mm-mm. no yeah. no 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 like you know like, I just could not like right, I, right. No. like what is mm-hmm. happening right now 
yeah that so, was yeah, that one so, was really rough really rough god yeah it's so many like like oh when fife died like that was like a big one too because i'm like yes you know even though he was like sick and you know like all these things but it's just like mm-hmm. wow well, yeah like so yeah it's just man mm. Mm. yeah oh god so mm-hmm. like yeah that is yeah, I don't want to talk about anything else. Like this is just fucking <laughs> me out. So. That, that that's very sad. So um prayers mm-hmm. and for the family. Did he was he married? Did was uh was Shakji married or had kids or anything? I think he had kids. I'm not sure if he was married or not. Okay. I kind of feel like all these guys are, even though we don't know about their wives. I feel like they're right. all, like married or you know, coupled up in some some manner. Yeah. Uh, well, prayers for the family and um, mm-hmm. just rest in peace, Shakti. Rest in peace, Black Rob. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And oh, I don't know if have you watched the Tina Turner documentary? Not yet. It's on my list, um, but I have not watched it yet. And that's too. I was like, I haven't like watched it. And it's kind of like you know, like she's like, I guess, dying or you know, not doing well. And she's oh, really? Like, yeah. And I she's didn't like, know that. Kind of like her fare- farewell kind of tour. Oh, I didn't know. What's is she? What is she? Is she sick? What's is she ill? Yeah, I think she has like kidney failure. Oh. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's sad. Yeah. Tina, she survived so much. Oh my God. Like, oh my gosh. Like, Tina Turner, like, you know, whatever you want to say, I was like, let Tina Turner do that. But, like, you have earned the right to do whatever you want to do at this point. Cause, like, you have gone through some things. Mm-hmm. You have gone through some things. So, yeah. Oof, yeah, a whole lot. Okay, yeah, no, yeah, I do want I, I'm to like her, yeah, her goodbye, like her swan song. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. I will for sure make a point of watching it then. All right, and then is it is are the Oscars today? Yeah, they are because you know, like I have a Facebook friend who works for the Academy, and that's what she's been <laughs> posting about the last couple of days and how okay. she hasn't been sleeping. Today is today, 17th Oscars that she's been involved with. So, yeah. Oh, very exciting. Um, mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm assuming it's like a virtual thing, like all of them have been doing. I guess. I, I am not really been plugged into all the things I'm usually plugged into. Like, this. I haven't watched anything. Like, I was only because I was looking for news articles, I saw a, a thing on the Oscars and I was like, oh, that's tonight like normally i would you know be having an oscar party somewhere so i was just like oh i feel so like out of t- i mean like i watched all my oscar movies in anticipation of we talked about that several episodes ago but um yeah like i didn't have a date in mind because i wasn't you know i was like we're not doing a gathering so it's you know um sort of beside the point what day it is so okay very good mm-hmm. see yeah, what happens well. That is that. So, um, and then, oh, I have been watching like some TV shows, but not like, I think I'm all caught up with This Is Us. Me too. It's been very good. Mm hmm. As usual. I think I'm all caught up also with, um, 
oh, that stupid show in Boston. Um, in Boston. A Million Little Things. Oh, I don't know what that is. I've talked about it on the show. Okay. It's Sean from Psych is on it. Oh, okay. And um, a bunch of other people. Um, and it's, I wouldn't call it good. Okay. But <laughs> it's something like I keep watching. So I was like, I must think it's good because I, I'm still watching it. Okay. But there's a little kid on there who, like, you know, sometimes I'm very tough on kid actors, like, when they're just, like, too <laughs> precious and all that. But, like, recently, like, most of the kid actors in the shows that I watch are actually really good actors. Okay. And so they don't annoy me. But when a kid actor annoys me, there's That's this funny. gosh darn kid, this little Asian kid. <laughs> On a million little things. I don't know why I had to point out that he was Asian. It makes me sound really racist. But that has <laughs> nothing to do with why I don't like this kid. It has everything to do with the fact that he speaks in this very annoying little kitty voice. I'm like, you're freaking 11 years old. Like, like shut up. And then, wow. like, <laughs> I know parents don't on children because, like, yes, like, I don't have children. I don't on the kids in my life. I love them so much. But they don't on him. Again, like he's like five freaking years old. Mm-hmm. Everybody's worried about what Theo's gonna feel about it or how Theo's gonna <laughs> react. <laughs> Theo! Who cares about Theo? Screw Theo! Like nobody cares about this kid. Like why are y'all so concerned about what this kid thinks? He's a kid. He's 11 who cares and he's like been so rude to his his dad's a freaking uh, first of all his baby by a person a wife of a person in their friend group oh right so how are y'all even still friends I don't know and the other one is like the he's like a drug abuser and now he's in rehab and Theo's all mad at his mom and I'm like shut up Theo your dad is like a philandering (laughs) drug addict and your mother is long suffering she's had enough of his BS she's the only person bringing in money into this house and then she has to deal with your attitude again screw you Theo like get out of here with your shenanigans Wow. Oh God, that kid drives me nuts. <laughs> I was like, I hate this kid. Can they stop making him so annoyed? Like, please stop writing. I was like, I'm mad at this like imaginary kid. <laughs> and you were very involved in his imaginary fam- family dynamic. I mean, that's what the show is. Like, the show <laughs> is the dad just fell off the wagon and the mother's so mad because he's doing all this stuff. Like, you know, Theo could see you. Like, again, who cares about Theo? And then, like, <laughs> he has to go to rehab. <laughs> he has to go to rehab. And the son is like, um, you're, you're doing this to dad. No, I didn't do anything to dad. You made it so hard for him. No, your dad made it hard for himself. He has nothing, you know, like, I do everything 
and he does nothing and he needs to get his act together mm-hmm. and then like they went to go visit him in rehab and Theo's mad at his mom because his mom won't like be nice to the dad oh wow and I'm like okay Theo mom you weren't even nice to him like you hardly even like hug them or talk to him how is that gonna help him I'm like shut your face and stay out of- so you know what he needs instead of all that coddling he needs a black mama that's what Theo needs because oh. he needs a, a black mama yeah, to yeah. tell him to stay out of grown folks business right? and worry about yourself you go in there and get your lesson right. on that computer and leave right. us alone yeah yeah. And you don't you don't have an opinion. No. I hate to be that way. Like kids should, you know, shouldn't necessarily be as stifled as you know how we grew up, but some of those things aren't wrong. No, some of them are right are. on right on target. Some of those things are right on the money. And you telling your mama what she needs to do. Right. Is would not be, one. Mm-mm, no, mm-mm. no. No. Especially mm-mm. when you wrong. So wrong. Oh yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, girl. They just I think it's like the fourth season and he gets more annoying with every seat. I'm like, can wow. We, can we just have Theo go up to his room and not come back? Some <laughs> like, can we do that? Like, that would make me happy. Sure. All okay. the other kids don't bother me. Like, they're fine. But this one, I was like, just put him some. Just get him, get this kid off the show. Get him. I'm, I'm gonna write a petition because I've had enough of this kid. Oh, wow. Okay, let's start. It up. <laughs> you know, the poor, poor little act. Like y'all, either write better lines for Theo, give him a, make him less annoying. I guess it's kind of like people like hate Caillou because they said he's like whiny. Okay. Like parents like hate Caillou because it's like he's like whiny and bratty and like kids like start to emulate that and then like they really hate they're like he's a bad example so yeah he, he's like the tv equivalent of caillou i guess okay, okay. i've been far too long about theo, <laughs> you had many strong feelings about theo oh i hate it i just watched <laughs> the last episode like a couple of days ago so it's like fresh in my mind how uh, annoying this freaking kid is like even like i'm in like a like a comment to like a facebook group i was like theo's just so annoying no there's like a whole like thing of people who like feel the same way like it's not just me like people uh, like hate this kid sure i get it you're not alone i'm not alone <laughs> maybe they don't feel quite as struggling with me but some of them do but he's like oh he's an annoying kid wow. oh my god writers do better um mm. so let's get personal. I know what your story is gonna be about. I'm gonna open up another one of my treats. This is the last one I can have. So you're gonna hear a bag. What is in your treat bag? I am eating my Trader Joe's. It's not a commercial, but um please it's go get is. it. Yes. It is, but we're not getting paid for it, so it's not that no, good. it's not sponsored. It's- it's not sponsored. So the Trader Joe's dark chocolate sunflower sleeve buttercups. Oh, yes. You told me about these. Oh, and my since God. I haven't seen them. So it's like, I, I, I... Mm, they're everywhere. So they're everywhere. But I haven't different seen them. places. So yeah, they might put them. you have to mm-hmm. notice them. Yeah. By the freezer aisle. So I try not to go down the freezer aisle in Trader Joe's because there's nothing down there for me. There's oh nothing I need to have. It's all bad stuff. Most of it is like bad stuff. So I just try Most to of it. do the perimeter. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. so I went by like because I needed some more chickpeas. So I went down that aisle and they were next to the peanut butter. They were just mm. hanging there. So I was like, thank you. Because if I don't see them, I'm not going to buy them. And of course, I saw them. Once you see them, that's it. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's over. I bought one bag. So there you go. That's as much as I could do. So they are gluten free, free, tree nut free, peanut free, and vegan. Wow. But they are delicious. Despite all it being free of all those things. All those free things. Okay. Yeah, no, I do really need to try those. I'm very intrigued now. Uh-huh. Go um, for it. Let's get personal. Let's get personal. Um, so this uh the new role that I've taken on this uh past two weeks has been uh one that I didn't know existed. I'm calling it a cat referee. I was gonna say kitty um cat um peacemaker <laughs> yes maybe although i'm not if i'm a peacemaker i'm not doing a very good job it's okay, more you have to start somewhere like yeah it's a process you're a mediator <laughs> i am i'm a mediator i'm a referee if i had a whistle that would be really good because i could just kind of like you know whistle on the play you know <laughs> i liked your last video um that included no hissing or growling but a not so pleased look like I'm going to sleep, but I got my eye on you. Oh yeah, I see you over there by my dog. Yeah, not happy about it. No, yeah, no. but yeah, go on. So, the kitten. Her name is Lulu, Lady Louise. She is adorable, and she's made fast friends with the Colonel, who is a cat lover, and so they're great together. <laughs> so that is the good very good great news is that the colonel and lulu are good good friends and quickly becoming bffs um and on the other end of the spectrum we have her grace who is my resident kitty and Mm. (laughs) not 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 at all feeling uh lulu um so it's all the expected, like, like I, I think I mentioned last time that we were working on, like, you know, creating, like, calm kitty vibes. Um, and a couple of things happened. One, I realized I was allergic to the diffusers, so the cat pheromones that I bought. So spent, like, a nice little chunk of change on something that I actually thought was helping, but I couldn't breathe, so that was not an option. So I had to unplug all of those. So we're just going, we're just going for it. Uh, no pheromones, <laughs> just doing it. And we've made little, t- there's been tiny little signs of progress, but for the most part, there's a lot of hissing, a lot of swatting, and um, a whole lot of tiger growling from her grace, all those things from her grace. And Lulu, who is literally the most persistent little kitty I've ever met. <laughs> She is not perturbed by all of her graces um, dismissing of her, Um, the swatting in her direction, the charging in her direction while growling and hissing. Like, she's just like, hey, you know, so I understand, like, maybe right now you don't want to hang out, but like, maybe like you, you'll come around, you'll come around. How about, like, I try back in, like, 30 seconds? Yeah? Okay, I'll be back. And she literally (laughs) will, like, 
half a minute later be back like hey um it's me again like i thought maybe we could like you know play with this toy over here and repeat like it's literally like rinse and repeat rinse and repeat like over and over again with the two of them um and yeah so i'm really proud of lulu because like she will defer to her grace she's definitely being like beta to her alpha she's letting Mm -hmm. her grace be dominant which is all good um Mm. and her grace is just you know like not having it she's now she's moved on from denial because what she was doing for a long time was simply ignoring lulu like turning like literally turning her back on her like just out of sight you don't you're you don't exist you don't exist like if i don't see you right so now like she's come so she's past that she's like i see you and i hate you Um, (laughs) i don't know why you're in my house (laughs) right and i'm Um, going to do everything to try to expel you make you feel unwelcome yeah yeah so and make it clear that i don't understand why this interloper has been allowed to roam freely through our home um so yeah so we're sort of in that stage now she's done two things that have been like just really small signs of hopefulness the other day uh friday morning we were having another you know just another bout of like uh, Lulu was on the dining room table looking down over at Grace who was under the table and Grace had been like growling and swatting at her and hissing and all that and um, and then I hear more growling and so I look over to see what's happening and Grace is actually on her back like showing her tummy which for cats is like a sign of like vulnerability and like mm-hmm. you know so she's showing Lulu her tummy but she's also growling simultaneously so it's a little bit of mixed messaging (laughs) kind of a like my body says one thing but my growl says another (laughs) um but that was good I was like okay so like you're you know like this is progress it was like just a full like minute of her like exhibiting like vulnerability while still growling so there was that and then today the video that I sent you like she hopped up here on the sofa like I was already sitting on the sofa with the colonel and Lulu who were kind of just chilling out Grace came in she climbed up she saw Lulu and growled and hissed which I expected but then she settled down and like laid down anyway and then she proceeded to do her little like kitty cat bathing ritual in front of Lulu which is also like a vulnerable you know like it's not something that you do in the face of a quote-unquote enemy um and then she like laid down and like fell asleep knowing that lulu was like right there like you know cat a corner from her so yeah so both of those things are like you know little tiny glimmers of progress but it's like i would say that's like five percent and we're still like 95 percent growling and hissing mm-hmm. and i'm exhausted because it's literally all that i do <laughs> do anything else i go to work but before work i referee kitty cats and then i come home from work and i referee kitty cats and it's exhausting and i'm really tired so um so yeah so i've managed to watch a little bit of tv um i'm i've been i'm i'm well into but i have like i 
I can't. I don't know how I feel about it. I've been watching that new series, Them, on front. Yeah, I'm um, not watching that. I refuse. People have talked about it, and I'm yeah. like, I, I can't do trauma. And it's it is. Lena Waite, right? And I was like, I don't feel that she has the sophistication of, say, a Jordan Peele to pull that off. So I feel I like, have to like say it's Queen is Slim. It's just more trauma than like thought provoking to me. But it's go on. so much trauma. And I just watched an episode that I'm like, that has gotten to me in a way that I'm like, oh. Is it the cat in the bag episode? Yeah. That's the episode that everyone keeps talking about and as like tr- truly traumatizing. And I was like, it's... I'm not doing that to myself. I didn't know it was coming. And so I like, I looked away. I like muted it. I like had like fast, then I like fast forward. Like I was like, I couldn't figure out like, how can I like get past this? You know, Um, it was truly awful. And that's like called into question the entire thing for me. Like I was already sort of like, like, okay. Like, but no, I just don't understand. Like it is really such like black trauma as entertainment. Yeah. And I don't know. I can't understand the why of it. Um, Like, so like you said, like Jordan Peele. Yeah. Like there was a level of like nuance and sophistication and messaging that felt important. um, Like with get out, you know, Um, whereas this is sort of like, where are we? Where are we going with this? Yeah, like, people where are like we going? I feel like live Facebooked like updates as they were watching it, and there was a lot of I don't understand the purpose of this. Like I'm keep watching this, thinking it's going to give me some clarity of this being like there's a reason beyond beyond all of this hor- the horrible things that are happening, and then people get into the end and that are like no, and I'm mad about this like. So I've got a lot of that. I've seen, I've read some articles where people talked uh-huh. about it. Again, they referenced that particular episode. It's and brutal. They were, they were like, no, they're like, do not watch this. This should have never been made. Like, this is horrible. Like, they're just like, people feel very strongly. Like, I've heard it's... some people say like, people whose opinion I don't really trust say that they liked it. And then a lot of, most people whose opinion like I do trust who are like no no thanks i can't imagine saying that you like it like that to me feels like such a stretch um people yeah. like, oh, it's, some people are like oh it's so amazing i'm like i, I doubt that like again like no, beyond dear not. black people and not even dear black people the movie like i like dear black black people the like series uh-huh. like i'm not a lena Waite fan i'm just not i'm not a lena Waite fan like so no no see like i like she does um the shy yeah and i really like the shy like the shy has been was has is really well done so i think i was expecting like that level of like commentary or whatever and there's parts of this that have that because basically the this this one this brutal episode that we're referencing um before you get to that the context is you have um sort of i would say 
like the midway through the great migration, um, this black family that moves into East Compton, which at the time is still all white Mm -hmm. and they're the only black family in the neighborhood or whatever. So there's, so that's like the premise. And so it's interesting enough and like, you know, and they even have like a whole like scene that's dedicated to these white realtors, like all these white men realtors meeting around a table, looking at maps, talking about like it's color coded based on what's a good area and what's a bad area. And obviously like the color coding is based on like, you know, red areas are the worst ones because they're all black or whatever, which is at that point, West Compton. And so they're talking about how like, Oh, you know, like this is uh, just 10 years ago, like West Compton was a lovely neighborhood, but now it's red and da da da. you know, like, so like there's commentary, right. That's important and critical when you talk about, the history of real estate and, and redlining you know, mm-hmm. and redlining and the like whole concept of um, the covenants being drawn into yep. realty contracts that like the, the, these homes should not be sold to anyone with Negro blood. And, mm-hmm. you know, so there's in, there. So there's that, which like for me, that was the part that was like, okay, this is going to be interesting context and backdrop for whatever the story is that develops. So there's that part. Then there's this crazy, like demonic uh, presence in the house that they move into, which brings in this like kind of horror piece to it of like, they are both, the family is being both um, haunted by the thing that lives in their home alongside the trauma that they're experiencing from the white neighbors in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So they're like double traumatized. And then now all of a sudden, like you get the history of the family and why they, what was the catalyst that moved them out of the South to go West to begin with. And that's where you get to this episode and you find out what happened. And it's so horrific that I can't even talk about it. It's so awful and so incredibly traumatizing that it almost, it's so brutal and then it makes the rest of it not add up. Because I'm like, no, if that's what happened while they were living in whatever southern state they came from, I want to say they were in Louisiana. Um, If that's what happened to them and to her, to the mother in this, the wife and mom in this family, uh, we would not ever be moving into an all-white neighborhood anywhere, California or otherwise. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make now. It doesn't make sense. You know, like she. It's almost like you see them. Like you've already seen them kind of go through this whole process, move out west, and her really kind of just question, like lightly question her husband, like, "Are you sure about this neighborhood?" Because like kind of like that like a normal person would just sort of, but I'm like, no, she's not a normal person. She just had a horrific, brutal trauma at the hands of white people uh, in the Southern state that they were living in. So I don't see how now all of a sudden you're just going to kind of like lightly question your husband about moving into this all white neighborhood and the, and things start going wrong immediately. And you're still there like a week into it even. Cause it's already been like, 
uh, you know, like I was like, oh, okay, now it doesn't even make sense. Like I can't even suspend reality enough to believe that she would be putting up with any of this, you know? So it's just, there's just no way. Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. So now I'm just like, and I, like I said, it was so, so, so hard to, like, I couldn't even stomach it. I didn't watch it. Like, I just kind of, like, sped through it. Um, I, yeah. And then I was reading this thing, you know, um, Marseille Martin. Um, uh-huh. The girl from um, Blackish. Um, she's, you know, she's got her own production company at 16 and all that. And, um, she's, um, she, there was an article out today. I didn't read it, but the headline was basically about how she has got a no, like a strict, no black trauma entertainment clause for all her projects. And I thought it was really interesting to see that on the heels of just having watched this episode. Cause I was like, yeah, I feel like that's probably a good thing. Like, <laughs> you know, like it was just like, no, like we don't need black trauma as entertainment. Um, and at the level that this was like, it was, it was too much. It's too much. Like, I don't see myself going back to finishing this show. Like I was, like I said, I was just like somewhat invested in the initial like pieces of the story and like where it was like kind of historically hitting like important things. And then this happened and I was like, oh, I don't think so. I just, uh, it's it was way too much. It was way too much. Um, and they're just trying, I don't know. I don't know what she's trying to do. I don't know what she's trying to say, but yeah. Anyway. So that's it. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I've been watching or looking at, hearing, listening to. Oh, I I am excited. Did you see this thing that Dave Chappelle is coming out with a podcast? Mm-mm. Yeah. Is that the, what, is that the thing with um, Talib Kweli or is that something else? Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, and, it's um, that. It's most def- be- I can't remember what his name is now. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. going to be called Midnight Something. I can't think of what it was. Uh, I'll look it up. But um, yeah, I'm so I'm super excited about that. Like, it's just, they've only announced it. There's nothing, like, there's nothing to, at least when I checked the other day, there was, like, nothing to subscribe to yet or whatever. Um, but I was like, whatever it is, I'll listen in. Because um, it's going to be awesome. Um, so that's... Um, yeah, the Midnight Miracle—that's what it's going to be called. So that's coming out soon. So I'm excited about that, and I love Dave Chappelle. And that's it. That's all I've got. I've got cat drama. I've got terrible shows that I'm no longer going to continue. And I mean, I feel that because that's how I felt when I was watching Orange Is the New Black, like that one yeah. season mm-hmm. that they had where they killed Pusey um, and like all horrible, horrific things happen to these characters and I was like I'm not watching this like it's like you Mm -hmm. know the stories of the first of all the story is centered around this white woman Mm -hmm. and her life but like there's of course it's a jail so there's all these brown and black people and they're experiencing all of this like extreme trauma and the story is being written by a room full of white people yep and I was like, I'm not watching this anymore. I refuse. And it was just like, I was like, I just have to protect my like own like 
yeah, I was like, there's enough crap going on. I was like, I just got to protect my own peace. I'm like, I want entertainment. I can't do this. Yeah. And like I said, I don't have a problem with something that's going to give me like some like interesting like commentary or like make some like poignant um, points, you know, like looking back at something historical, like that's fine. But that's, you know, like, but when I, when, like I said, when I got to this episode of them, it's so, was so far from that, that I was, and then again, like made everything not make sense that I was just like, no, mm -mm, we're good. We're good. So yeah, that's, that's where I am. What have you got for let's get personal? Um, gosh, um, my day has my well, my weekend again. Last weekend was just like crazy. Prior week, um, stressful, and I'm trying to like maintain my lower my stress levels. So I um the big girl, my goddaughter, is mm-hmm. was participating in the regional volleyball tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, big South, I think it is, or whatever. It's huge, and mm-hmm. lots of people. Um, her little sister is tired of sitting at um, volleyball tournaments all day, so I was like, I'll hang out. What I used to do before uh, the pandemic, mm-hmm. so I decided to do that, and so I hung out with my girl this weekend, and fun. had so much fun. Her mom was like, "You have spoiled her rotten." Of course. And I was like, and that's what I'm supposed to do. And she was like, like, yeah, like last night she texted me. And she was like, listing all the things I did or gave her or bought her. And again, like, it wasn't a lot of stuff. Uh-huh. But, you know, it was, like, it was very expensive. It was just a lot of little stuff. Like, kids, you know, stuff that kids like. And she was right. like, da 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 And she was like, spoiled. She's like, rotten. And I was just like... <laughs> I was like, okay. I was like, I'm not gonna get her anything besides food tomorrow. Like, I already told her that, and she was like, okay, we're just gonna go play at the park tomorrow, pretty much. And we're yeah. So well, that's we did do that for a couple hours along with Nasia and her two little ones, which was a lot of fun. Um, and Nasia's little boy, who is again, um, he has unrequited love for my cupcake. Right. Who um, was four years his senior. Right. And there was, he, she did, like, I know, love that she held his head at some point because he likes to run off. So I'm like, <laughs> you know, go get him. Like, she would run and go get him. And at one point they were crossing the street. So she, like, held his hand and, you know, he was in heaven. Like, he was very happy. <laughs> um, and apparently he told his mom, I'm worried about her. And she was like, I'm worried. He's just like, why? Uh, I I don't know. She got home safely. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> I cannot. This is the way that he was like. She's really tall now, and so like she is like you know shot up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you know she like kind of towers over him now. So he's just like, she's really tall now. And yeah, he was just oh my gosh, and it's just so funny. And I told you about the time where he was just like, um, I was tell- talking to them, and I was like, yeah, um, yeah, you get to see her, you know, blah blah. And the little girl was like, yeah, like oh my gosh, she's like my best friend, like I love her. And he was like, yeah, we're in love. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> 
what'd you say? He said, we're in love. I was like, are you? <laughs> are you? We know. or is that you? Yeah, you. I don't I feel like that's un- un- unrequited, my friend. Right. Yeah, she thinks that you're a baby because you are. Because you are a baby. You are a baby. <laughs> baby. But you're yeah. a baby. I you're can't. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can't. Did she get home safely? I can't. I really. I don't. Did she get home safely? Because I'm concerned that she. You know, if she. I, I don't. I don't know if she's gotten home safely. No one said anything to me. Right, because it's no, no, your business. Yeah, yeah, I didn't call her to see if she got. She didn't text me when she got. Yeah, uh huh. So I was like, Lord Jesus. So that cracked me up. Hilarious. So much fun, like you know, blowing bubbles. Kids love bubbles. Like it never ceases to amaze me how much kids love bubbles, and it's like Mm -hmm. the cheapest activity in the world. It is. And we flew kites, which were windy. Um and baby girls, baby twin girl, her kite kept breaking. <laughs> like whatever for whatever reason, her kite was having issues. The string kept going. She's like, oh, mine just doesn't just does not keeps breaking. And she's like, oh, guess we gotta take it to the kite factory. And I was like, where is the kite? Factory? Is there a kite factory? I don't okay. know that there's a kite factory, but we clearly had to take hers to the kite factory because her kid. Stopping. Oh my god, I can't. So yeah, so that was fun. Tried to do some other things, but time tickets, like we tried to go to World of Coca-Cola, the I want to go to Natural History Museum. She didn't want to go to Natural History Museum. And I was like, um the children's museum and the aquarium and the zoo, like everything was like booked. So I was like, okay, we can't do anything because everything is on a time ticket. Right. So we just, you know, she discovered five below and fell uh-huh. in love. And I was like, again, that's amazing for me because you can pick one thing and like or whatever, five dollars or less. I know everything in here is. So yeah, so that was fun for her. And you know, we went to PetSmart and she looked at pets and looked at the animals and she thought that that was great. And yeah, we had like a good day just going around and playing in the park and went to the mall yesterday. She wanted me to get an oil change. Like, <laughs> we had breakfast. Like, it's great. Hilarious. Yeah. So we just kind of did whatever she wanted to do. And I was like, that's fine. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, but the way she makes it sound, like, she makes it sound like she, like, blows it up to her sister. So, oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, because yeah, she'd make the oil change sound like it was an exciting adventure. <laughs> like bug her sister because that's what she does yeah that's what little sisters do that's what little sisters do so so yeah so that was fun i got to hang out with my cupcake and had a nice relaxing very low real estate weekend which was in sharp contrast to last weekend so Mm -hmm. i'm ready to get going this week oh and i bought a couple of cute outfits oh always fun yeah, so my new thing now, okay, and at places like H and M and um, Old Navy, it's like kind of like a little baby doll dress. That's apparently my summer look. Oh, okay, nice. And so I got like a little linen one. It's adorable. It's kind of more empire waist, but it's like a little uh-huh. baby doll dress. 
And I got a sweat one because, you know, I love a sweat shirt dress. Oh, yes, you do. So it's like cute puffy sleeves. And then it's like um, kind of drop waist, like gathered at like at the bottom. Oh. And it's a baby doll dress. And it's adorable. I'm obsessed with it. And yes, I'm like, I'm going to be wearing these like all summer. So I'm very excited. Well, you know, it gets kind of windy still, so I can still kind of wear the sweatsuit one sometimes, but it's not very heavy. But yes, I'm very excited about my cute, my cute little dresses. Mm-hmm. Always fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so that's it. Nothing like majorly exciting. Just yeah, just chill. That's always yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so rare. Like I said, I'm vacations are in sight. Like once May comes, I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's going to be amazing. Yes. All right. Well, I do believe we've covered everything. We did. As always, as promised, may I add. As promised. Coming through on the promises. Uh-huh. Um. All right. Well, we'll do it all again soon. Uh, we thank you for listening in, folks. We appreciate it. And um, until next time, bye. Bye. Wait, Tell Me Everything is written and produced by Kristen and Andrea. Find all available listening platforms at anchor.fm forward slash wait, tell me everything. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out and get social with us on our Facebook page or follow us on Twitter and IG at wait, tell me pod. Questions, feedback, or something you'd like us to tackle? Email us at waittellmeeverything at gmail.com.